Welcome to the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. This is your host, Deacon Andrew Brazier. Article 6 of the Sufficiency of the Holy Scriptures for Salvation. Holy Scripture containeth all things necessary to salvation, so that whatsoever is not read therein, nor may be proved thereby, is not to be required of any man, that it should be believed as an article of the faith, or be thought requisite or necessary to salvation. In the name of the Holy Scripture, we do understand those canonical books of the Old and New Testament, of whose authority was never any doubt in the Church. Of the names and number of the canonical books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, the first book of Samuel, the second book of Samuel, the first book of Kings, the second book of Kings, the first book of Chronicles, the second book of Chronicles, the first book of Esdras, the second book of Esdras, the book of Esther, the book of Job, the Psalms, the Proverbs, Ecclesiastes or Preacher, Cantica or Songs of Solomon, four prophets the greater, twelve prophets the less. And the other books, as Jerome saith, the church doth read for example of life and instruction of manners, but yet it doth not apply them to establish any doctrine. Such are these following. The third book of Esdras, the fourth book of Esdras, the book of Tobias, the book of Judith, the rest of the book of Esther, the book of Wisdom, Jesus the son of Sirach, Baruch the prophet, the song of the three children, the story of Susanna, of Bel and the dragon, the prayer of Manassas, the first book of Maccabees, the second book of Maccabees. All the books of the New Testament, as they are commonly received, we do receive and account them canonical. Article 7 of the Old Testament. The Old Testament is not contrary to the New, for both in the Old and New Testament everlasting life is offered to mankind by Christ, who is the only mediator between God and man, being both God and man. Wherefore they are not to be heard, which feign that the Old Fathers did look only for transitory promises. Although the law given from God by Moses, as touching the ceremonies and rites, do not bind Christian men, nor the civil precepts thereof ought of necessity to be received in any commonwealth, yet notwithstanding, no Christian man whatsoever is free from the obedience of the commandments which are called moral. Article 8 Of the Three Creeds The Three Creeds, Nicene Creed, Athanasius' Creed, and that which is commonly called the Apostles' Creed, ought thoroughly to be received and believed, for they may be proved by most certain warrants of Holy Scripture. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, I'll discuss and note the differences between Article 8, as found in the 39 articles received in the American Church, versus the original 39 articles of religion as established by the Church of England. Back from the break... In Article 8 of the original 39 Articles, uh, which is still uh, in effect in the Church of England and recognized by many in the Anglican Communion, you'll note that the title is Of the Three Creeds, and it mentions three specific creeds. The Nicene Creed, which is commonly said uh, during communion services, Athanasian Creed, uh, which is a creed that you see more often in the Church of England and other Anglican uh, churches 
outside of the United States. Typically, it is uh, recited, uh, I think, 15 times a year as memory serves. And then the third creed is the Apostles' Creed, which is commonly recited during the daily office, uh, either morning or evening prayer, or also used uh, in certain special occasions, including baptisms. Now, in the American version of the 39 articles, specifically Article 8 that we're discussing here, instead of saying of the three creeds, it says, quote, of the creeds. And then it continues, quote, the Nicene Creed, and that which is commonly called the Apostles' Creed, ought thoroughly to be received and believed, for they may be proved by most certain warrants of Scripture. And then it ends. Notably absent is the Athanasian Creed, which was excluded in the American adoption of the 39 Articles, which occurred in 1808. And the Athanasian Creed, if you've ever read it, is very uh, expressly uh, denouncing uh, as heresy any form of belief uh, and actually uh, incorporates damnation upon those uh, who are heretical and do not believe in the Holy Trinity. And it is very detailed and defined as to what is the Trinity. Uh, it is certainly an orthodox statement of faith that has been received, especially in the Western Church, uh, despite its name of being the Athanasian Creed, uh, the scholars have demonstrated that Athanasius, uh, who is an Eastern Church father, did not actually author uh, this creed. And uh, in fact, this creed is more than likely uh, originated out in the uh, western part of the old Roman Empire, uh, specifically in uh, what is today France, as they were battling a heresy known uh, as the Arian heresy, which denied that the uh, Son of God, Jesus Christ, was fully God and fully man and had existed uh, since the beginning of the world. And so, therefore, this creed, the Athanasian Creed, was a way to formulate orthodox doctrine and was used to battle uh, the Arian heresy and other heresies throughout the centuries. All that being said, when the American church accepted the 39 Articles, uh, due to the historical circumstances and, uh, quite frankly, some of the uh, hetero-orthodox beliefs of uh, many an American bishop and an American priest, the Athanasian Creed was uh, lopped out of the 39 Articles as accepted by the Church. In other words, it was uh, being politically correct by cutting out a, a creed that had uh, some heartburn, uh, depending upon uh, the bishop in question or the priest in question. All that to be said, uh, what does that mean for today? Today, uh, if you're in the Anglican Church in North America, uh, it has been restored uh, the new prayer book, which is coming out in 2019, has the Athanasian Creed. In addition, uh, the Reformed Episcopal Church uh, has added the Athanasian Creed and restored uh, this article back to its original wording uh, as of at least 2003 in their prayer book. Uh, all that being said, I fully endorse the Athanasian Creed. I uh, highly suggest that you read it and digest it. It is a theological document, and yet it is very short and succinct. Uh, despite having such a complex uh, subject matter. Without further ado, we'll continue on to the next article. Article 9. Of Original or Birth Sin Original sin standeth not in the following of Adam, as the Pelagians do vainly talk, but it is the fault and corruption of the nature of every man, that naturally is engendered of the offspring of Adam, whereby man is very far gone from original righteousness, and is of his own nature inclined to evil, so that the flesh lusteth always contrary to the spirit, and therefore in every person born into this world, it deserveth God's wrath and damnation. And this infection of nature doth remain, 
yea, in them that are regenerated. Whereby the lust of the flesh, called in Greek, phronima sorakos, which some do espound the wisdom, some sensuality, some the affection, some the desire of the flesh, is not subject to the law of God. And although there is no condemnation for them that believe and are baptized, yet the apostle doth confess that the concupiscence and lust hath of itself the nature of sin. Article 10 of Free Will The condition of man after the fall of Adam is such that he cannot turn and repair himself by his own natural strength and good works to faith and calling upon God. Wherefore we have no power to do good works, pleasant and acceptable to God, without the grace of God by Christ preventing us, that we may have a good will, and working with us when we have that good will. Thank you again for joining us on the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. We hope that you visit us in person. We have Sunday worship uh, every Sunday at 1030 in the morning. And you can visit us on our website at www.goodshepherdacna.com or visit us on Facebook at Good Shepherd ACNA. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. It not only makes us feel better, but more importantly, it helps those who are searching for Anglican podcasts find podcasts like this one and other ones that are out there on the web. Thank you, God bless, and have a good one. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do.